Welcome, everybody, to another NPC's Weekly What Are You Playing for the week of January 9th, 2021. My name is Travis, and of course, I am joined by Preston. What up? What up to you too, sir? And oh. Kyle. Hello. <laughs> Hello to you. Of course, Kyle he did that. Kyle. <laughs> this guy. I'm laughing more at the fact that, that Kyle kind of lost all of his energy and steam there. Did I? He sounds normal. It just seemed like it was just, it, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he bottles it up a little bit more in that, though, too, you know, for the rest of the, the episode itself, because it's just the, hello, and then that's it. Nothing. Anyway. Yeah. That's your impression of Kyle? Do it again for me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it sounds on my side, damn it. <laughs> hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Must, oh, we must man. be getting late because I'm getting. T- I must be getting tired because shit's getting funny to me. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let's talk some video games we've been playing in the past week. Then, Preston, you have the longest list for this week. So, uh, what have you been working on? Okay, are you ready? Uh huh. You ready? All right, good. All right, so do it. I have been working on. They are billions. That was that zombie RTS game. We talk, I talked about it a little bit, but I had to put it on the back burner for a while since all this other new shit came out and I was trying to do Game of the Year stuff. Um, yeah, that game's pretty fun, I guess. I don't know. I find it addicting, but I also find it really fucking unforgiving and challenging. And I'm surprised I have the patience because... I, I guess this, isn't it, it's pretty common for RTSs to throw a lot of curveballs at you and throw shit at you that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah so. that's, that's pretty common. But in a game where it takes me five hours to prep for basically, because that's what the game is basically, like a campaign. You'll be setting up all your stuff you can. You'll resist swarms for about the first 65 days of a campaign, and then like day 70 or something, the big swarm hits. So you've been working towards this the whole time. Sometimes I'm way overprepared because they don't they don't tell you what, how big the swarm is. They don't give you any information what's in it, where they're going to attack from. It all just kind of comes all at once. And so there's sometimes where I'll go into a level that'll just fun. It throws me a huge curveball, and it just ruins my time with that game. And I'm like, wow, I just wasted six hours setting this up. And I was like, and I can't even because the game has no quick save feature, which is the dumbest fucking thing on an RTS or any, wow. any kind of strategy game like that. That is so shitty. I can't go back to a previous save and like okay, I'll load it from here, and then I can make some adjustments. And maybe do like a, a mini save scum or something. I can't do that. I have to restart the whole fucking thing over if I don't. Because it just, it'll randomly save whenever the fuck it feels like. There's no manual save. And that that is so fucking weird. And so I've wasted a lot of time replaying a couple levels that were insanely hard for no reason. Just because of the kind of skill tree I, <clears throat> the skill tree I've invested in. So I've had problems with that in that game. But overall... Pretty good game. I have a question for you guys when it comes to games with skill trees. When something gives you a skill tree and lots of multiple paths to follow, would you prefer that the game gives you uh, enough funds to buy everything or makes you pick and choose? And if so, how much pick and choose? What do you prefer? Hmm. I guess the first question is... Does the skill tree allow you to take 
I guess, skill credits back or something like maybe with like some sort no. of small penalty. No. Okay. No. So they are set in stone. You are set that in stone. That would be okay. Um, I don't think being able to unlock everything is should like, it should be a thing, I guess, depending on like, you know, if you do like a new game plus or something that you get through here, you come back with your other, your skills you unlocked in the first run. And, and, you know, you can work your way through the other ones too, to build up a 100%. That's one thing. But I think it really should force you to pick the route you're going to go and make you really stick with that instead of being able to get everything. You know, I I, I guess yeah. maybe a little bit of flexibility here and there is one thing, but to offer like unlocking everything um, in one entire playthrough, if it doesn't really net any value other than making you like a, a true badass or whatever, you know, if it, if it counters to the way you've been playing anyway, then it's what, you know, it's like, okay, whatever, it's there. But I would much rather have some more direction and much rather say, okay, I know I'm going to go this path and that I know that the consequence of me going this path in the skill tree is set in stone now. This is, this is the way I have to go. You know, it, it puts more control, I think, in that regard in my hands. You too, Kyle? Uh, I don't know. That's That's tough. I guess it kind of depends on the type of game. In all honesty, um, it it, it kind of depends on, I guess the the experience that the uh, developers trying to give you. You know, like there are certain games where, yeah, I would like to be able to unlock the entire skill tree. Borderlands, for instance, you know. I think it'd be cool to unlock the entire skill tree because it, it's just a game where you dick around. But on a game that that's more that has more of a serious tone, I think it's uh, more more fun. And I, I I don't I don't know I I feel like I get more from the game if it if it forces me to pick and choose. Yeah, I guess so, especially in a strategy title too. Yeah. Yeah, mm. uh, this game does that. I was just curious to see if maybe you guys thought that was a good or a bad thing. I think in a game like games, that, but... I think it would be a good thing. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But I've run into some problems with it. But yeah, I think I'm almost done with that fucking game. God damn, it takes forever <laughs> to fucking do a goddamn level on that thing, though. Like, I played all day Thursday because I didn't have to work. I played for probably 16 hours because you can, mm-hmm. it's a game where I can be watching TV and doing other stuff at the same time. Because there's a pause function that basically turns this thing into a turn-based thing. I I stop time all the time because there's just because it's an RTS. You can't play it on a controller anyway. Everything's so slow and you can't manage all the shit in real time. So it's like, thank God there's a pause function. So it Do you has think all it was that. A game that they they intended you for to use a mouse and keyboard on. Totally, like, I would on, be able to handle console? a lot of things a little better. Maybe, like it, it still plays well enough with that pause function on console. It does. I mean, you've seen how RTSs play on console; like it's just oh, yeah. slower. It's harder to manage everything, especially in, in like uh, if I need to make quick sp- split second decisions, and as far as like switching units and things in the middle of combat, uh, like if I'm fighting a horde, that gets frustrating on console. So luckily, I have that pause function, but. It's not a big deal, but like I said, I was playing, I don't know, 16 hours, and I beat one fucking level because I had to restart it three separate times because I didn't, even knowing what was coming the second time, 
that horde still was just so fucking insane. And I bar- I had no wasted time. I was working my ass off the whole time to get the the requirements of the mission done. That's a yeah, that's a crazy fucking game. If you guys want a challenge, yeah, it's pretty rough. I think you actually get it on sale too. Ah, uh, let's see what else I play. Unruly Heroes. That's if Trine and Ori in the Blind Forest had a baby. That's an interesting game. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's on Game Pass. Uh, side-scrolling platformer. It does almost nothing special. It's but it does have a it does have a really nice art style. It's charming, um, especially the baby levels because you go <laughs> you go to I guess it's Chinese hell and <laughs> you're, what you're baby the fuck? versions. Yeah, you go to Chinese hell, the underworld, and you're like baby versions of your characters. So there's the monkey. Um, or the ape. I don't even know what the fuck he is. Uh, I call him a monkey. Uh, then there's the monk. Then there's this big giant pig ele- elephant thing. I don't know what he is. And then there's uh, the warrior who's looks, I don't know, like kind of like some sort of oni looking thing. And uh, you hear the baby versions of those. So the monk is like a baby monk riding around on this little pony because he can't jump. And, like, this part was just so adorable. I was like, okay, this is fucking cute as shit. But overall, the game is only okay. And it has one of the worst end boss fights. It gets so frustrating. It takes the mechanics of the game that you've been playing with the whole time on the final boss fight. And it's like, hey, fuck that. (laughs) We're going to just throw those out the window and just make you do something that this whole game has not been making you do. And just ruin the type of game it is. It's so fucking frustratingly badly designed. But, yeah, if you want something to play, it was, like, five hours long. So it's not bad. Uh, Code Vein. That is Japanese. If Near Automata and Souls had a baby on that one, it is Anime Souls. That's what I'll call it. That fucking thing. Uh, I haven't found it as difficult as Souls, but I only played like the first four hours of it. Um, I didn't die at all. Uh, I don't know if that's because I'm good at Souls or not, but uh, the they have a lot of. Uh, this is a pretty in-depth combat system. It's not quite as far as Neo goes, but as far as like all the options you get for the weapons and then the add-ons to those weapons and then the magical powers that kind of go into your combo system, there's a lot of depth in that. Um, hey, if you like titties, I recommend this game because <laughs> they want you to... <laughs> the bouncing jiggle physics are straight out of Dead or Alive. And so if you like fan service, I suggest you play Code Vein. Because the first cutscene, you wake up and there's this girl with her giant ass titties just bent over you, like wake up, and I'm like, good god! <laughs> you woke me out of a coma that's with a, these that's, fucking things. Yeah, that's an anime for you. That's an that's, anime yeah. for you. It totally is. So, Kyle, you will yeah. love the amount of titties. That are in this <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a Kyle-approved game for 2021. It, it, well, okay. titty-wise, at least uh, he won't titty-wise. like the gameplay. Probably, I don't know. You might like the gameplay because you like Neo because it's fast. It's faster like Neo. It's not as oh, deliberate yeah. combat as um, as Souls is. Uh, so you you might actually enjoy it. Uh, pretty difficult though in some parts. I'm not, but not as bad as Souls. So, um, but I'll have to dive more into that when I have I only, I dip my toe in. Uh, then, perhaps the finest game you will ever play: Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. <laughs> Kyle, I made you listen to that opening trailer. <laughs> you did. And movie. 
do you want to play this game or uh, what? <laughs> not because of the opening trailer, uh, but because you of the You motherfucker! I yes, you do! I, I mean, it, it's cute, but uh, the the uh, <laughs> gameplay reminds so me of uh, of Shantae. And it I, does. I it's uh, very similar. Games. It's very similar to a Shantae. Uh, like, they have the... Um, it, so, platforming side score, Sherm, um, uh, with, uh, with combat. But... You'll get like artifacts and stuff and stuff in your the equipment loadouts that you can use to do certain builds. But this one likes to play with the idea that you'll have um, different monsters that you can switch into. So like the lions, like a like a warrior kind of thing. He does a lot of charge attacks. Uh, he's the power character. Then you can change okay. into like this bat lizard thing that can fly. So higher platforming areas, things like that. You can mix that with like the artifacts that you get. There's a lot of replaying the levels uh, to explore new areas that become open later on in the game. You're like, oh, I didn't have this monster then. I can replay it now. Uh, it's pretty good. Music's awesome. Like I said, that, that opening theme, it's so fucking good. It reminds me of Saturday morning cartoons. It was so good. I make my sister <laughs> watch it every time she comes over to hang out at my house. She'll like walk in the door and <laughs> I'll just put it on. And she's like, no, no more Monster Boy. <laughs> I just make everybody listen to that fucking Your poor song. Sister. So good. Yeah, my poor sister. <laughs> she is. She's, like, I, she's like, I would like video games if it weren't for people like you. And I'm like, fuck you. That's <laughs> like, video games. Yeah. Um, uh, true family. I know. It's a good game, though. Uh, like, as Kyle's not wrong. It is It is very similar to a Shantae-type game. Uh, it is really cute. I'll have to do, uh, but it's kind of hard. It wasn't this is, It wasn't, It wasn't. wasn't too easy. Uh, there's a little difficulty there, so I like that. Uh, next, Gears Tactics. I finished that since we haven't talked about what we're playing. So, uh, I finished that like three weeks ago. Uh, if you want to hear the in-depth shit, I guess just listen to the podcast. Uh, what was that? Ge- probably the Game of the Year one, actually, where I lay into Gears Tactics and all the bullshit about it. But it was all right. Yeah, we talked about, I think, worst Game of the Year, though, too. I think Gears might have made that list as well. I can't remember if it did or not. But, yeah, I have problems with that game. But it's not terrible, but it's not great either. Uh, I finished Hades. Uh, same thing. I like that game. That's a cool game. Uh, I didn't do a full finish, though. I've only done um, actually two runs since I did my actual Escape Hades the first time. Uh, That's a cool game, too. I like that game. Kyle, I can't wait for you to finish it. Curious to see what you finished the first one, your first run with what weapon. Because I did it with the gun. Oh, okay. I think that's what I I actually got closest with. Uh, But it was the the fact that I had... uh, increase the size of my bomb so it was like uh something like six times the size so it took up like three quarters of the final area and it damaged <laughs> myself so oh with friendly fire oh wow yeah that was yeah yeah i didn't do that i had one uh more my ultimate in, or the alternate fire on the gun instead of the lobbying rocket launcher i turned or lob bomb i turned into a rocket launcher and it had a second boon i don't know who gave this to me but i think Thanks. Um, it put a deflect onto the second weapon. So anytime anybody shot any kind of projectile at me, like those giant bullet storm areas, I, you would shoot a rocket out and it would take all of their stuff back to them. Like it was like a homing missile just, or a magnet that sucked all their shit back to them. And so I was demolishing anywhere they had a bullet storm area. And uh-huh. I was like, wow, that was fucking legit. 
Um, that's how I was able to beat that one. But yeah, that's still a really good game, Sherm. I recommend it if you want something on the Switch. 20 bucks, that's a great buy. Understood. Uh, yeah. Uh, then I played Return to the Obra Dinn. That fucking game, dude. Uh, did I ever tell you what that one was about? I can't remember if I, I feel mentioned like you've this played one. played that. What? It's like either a puzzle you or game Dan or something. Yeah, it it's is. Like, what do you guys have played it? Yeah, it's um. So the the premise is that this ship has come back. It's like a ghost ship now, though, and you're like an insurance salesman or uh, an insurance inspector, and you go and you jump on the ship and you re- and you go walking through their memories, and you have like a little journal, and you have to figure out how everybody died, um. Who killed them if someone killed them? And you need to play through all the memories and figure and piece together the whole story. So it's got that like real detective thing in it. The problem is there is so much backtracking. This is one of the hardest fucking puzzle games I've ever seen. Some of the shit they use for their powers of deduction, like their deductive reasoning, I think is off and bad. So like there'll be one thing like because you need to identify everybody in this manifest of 65 uh, people on this boat. You need to figure out who everybody is. It's fucking like impossible and you have to play all the memories first to do it. Then you got to do a lot of backtracking and how you replay a memory. You can't just do it through the, uh, cause you have a journal that has all the, um, memories in there, but all it has is just the, the dialogue. You need to actually explore the memories in which you walk around in. You actually walk around the memory and you'll look for clues and stuff. Well, to do that, you have to actually activate the memory again. So it's really tedious to figure out which one it is. Cause all you have is a fucking 66 dead bodies and you can't remember which one's which, and you can't remember which part is which. Um, so you, and each one's like a separate memory. So goddamn, it is so hard to figure out where you're going in that game. It would be so much better if there, if everything was just done through the journal and you like click on, Oh, I want to do part six of chapter three, click on that memory, go replay it. I can look around for some things that would have made it so much easier. And it wouldn't have pissed me off as bad. And it wouldn't have been nearly as frustrating, but some of like the, deductive reasoning they use for this game is just off they'll be like oh you need to look at the picture with all the people on it and like these two are standing next to each other so it stands to reason that this person and this person knew each other because they're standing next to each other on a picture and i'm like i was like that doesn't mean anything i was like so what because they were next to each other in a picture i was like they sleep next to each other too in the basement like how the fuck would i possibly know something like that and so it gives you a lot of that shit which makes it not fun i actually had to look up a lot of shit because i couldn't figure out who the fuck anybody was and to 100 percent it and i was like that's i i think that's bad isn't the end of the game like 10 feet from the like the beginning of the game or some shit like that well it all takes place on the ship right right but like it's just like around the corner like you start in the the um in the hole of the ship or something and and like if you were to walk around the corner or whatever and look at a box, that that's it? No, that's like how you activate a memory. So, oh. Yeah, and they're I, I all seen, on the ship, I, so... I had just seen a weird video or something about that. I don't know. Maybe it's so, a glitch. So there's a hidden shit. chapter that you cannot access, and it's the last chapter of the story that actually pieces together all the story so you know exactly what happened. You can't get to that until you've solved every death and thing on the boat. Good fucking luck, because there's without looking that up, there's I don't see how anybody could fucking do it. They must be geniuses, and, or just process of elimination. Like I clicked on this, I clicked on this, and hey, I got lucky. Because otherwise, no fucking way. That is just absolutely insane how much there is to do with that game. Um, 
some of the puzzles are really because I felt like such a genius the first chapter because the first chapter is like the perfect amount of like Sherlock Holmes shit where I'm like oh I can figure out this is from this guy this is from this and it leads to another identity and I was like oh I felt so smart after the first chapter and I loved it and then it just goes downhill from there I was like god damn it so that I wish that game was just so much better than it was because it's such a cool idea and it's such a cool look like you could switch the graphics from Macintosh to like old Commodore ones and it just changes the tint of the whole ship into like all that shitty green or that old blue and oh, it's geez. really fucking weird yeah it was a weird option I just had to do black and white because it was burning my eyes out um yeah I don't know about that one Sherm I don't know um then I played Oxen Free because that's two hours long that's a cool game I guess I don't know, I'm getting pretty sick of story games that have nothing to do... They're walking simulators where you just listen to a cool story. I don't know, I'm getting pretty sick of those games that don't add any kind of gameplay that could, and they don't. Like, it reminds me a lot of Night in the Woods in that way. At least this one's only two or three hours, something like that, where Night in the Woods was ten, and that really just broke me. But I guess it, it's a cool story. Um, it's almost a horror game. Like, you see some really disturbing shit in that game because what the, uh, the premise is your four friends go to an island or two or three friends go to an island and there's like a and they open up a gate to an alternate dimension and let out these ghosts or something and the ghosts are inhabiting the bot and taking possession of the children that's the idea of it and so your children are all doing weird things like one of them um <laughs> they're like what are you doing i think her name was clarissa they're like what are you doing clarissa and she climbs up a window and she looks back at him and she just falls out the window and they're like oh shit like you watch her just fucking kill herself right in front of everybody for a game that's so cutesy looking it's really dark in a lot of areas and that part's really cool that that may, maybe that's why i enjoyed it a little bit more than like night in the woods or something like that or those types of games but if you can get that one cheap less than five yeah that's worth it and then, okay. this was the first game I beat this year. This is my first game for 2021. Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Kyle, we love this game. But, I forgot how much Oh, I that, that game, game is ridiculous. <laughs> I just needed a certain amount of dick and penis to be shown. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. For any video game, Sherm, there's an absurd amount of penis in that game. <laughs> like a ridiculous amount. Like you don't feel like you should be turning the corner and there's just massive peen just it, it right just there. It just feels the... like, yeah, it feels like it's everywhere. Not to mention the end boss fight with Satan and his fucking three-foot dong yeah. flopping around. I'm like, dude, this is distracting. You gotta, you gotta do something else. You got, I mean, you got Satan walking around with a... With a baby's arm holding an apple between his legs. And you're just like, Jesus, <laughs> God. It's gigantic. <laughs> and I was like, why would you animate this? Yeah, that was, I feel bad that for the guy that, that had to animate music. it. Right? They're like, that's not floppy enough. He's like, stop making me draw Satan's penis. <laughs> There's just so many penises in that game. Oh, boy. Like, like and unnecessarily, too. Oh yeah, I'm not, I, 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 I'm not against a penis. I'm not against a penis, Sherm. I have a penis. I, I, they look great. I like looking at my penis sometimes. But that's it. I don't want to see a bunch of them, and not every uh, fucking ten feet. It was absurd. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, did you not want to know about? I, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I thought if I'd they, uh, spice up our. What are you playing? Remember the Cleopatra yeah. fight, Kyle, with the fuck? <laughs> she, 
the babies that crawl out of her nipples and she throws oh them at Oh my you. god, yeah. That was it's so some of the most weird. disturbing wow. imagery I've ever seen in a video game. And I don't remember it being that disturbing <laughs> the first time. Is it I is the it. is the number of is the number of uh the number of uh penises uh greater than or equal to what's in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? I mean, there's like, I mean, I mean, okay, I guess I, it might Venus actually is be one more. thing, but dildos is another because there's dildos everywhere. I feel like Satan should count like at least 50. Like it's so big. Sure. Yeah. And you got to think about the time it came out too. like, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that? 2010? Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, you know, you had you had the God of War games and they had topless scenes, but there, there was nothing like this. <laughs> that's yeah, very it's, true. It's, You're not wrong. it's pretty insane. But yeah, that's actually on a Game Pass if you want to see a copious amount of penis. Talking to you, Sherm. I can, I. Thanks. You know how you knew I, I was rolling my eyes? I can see you licking your chops. <laughs> wow. That's definitely not what's happening. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> you really are. You're getting so fucking weird. So because he's tired, you're probably gonna fall asleep anyway for the hell of it. Kyle, uh, what about your games this uh, this last week? Uh, I didn't play a whole lot, uh, just because all my spare time's been uh, focusing on getting this computer getting ready to get set up and finally actually building it. But, uh. What little time I did have to play, I played uh, Battlefront Two. Um, that's a fun game. They, I don't they know fixed if it's a lot on it, haven't they? What's up? They fixed a lot, haven't they? Oh my god, yeah, they have. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily as fun, and I I mean this on by the pacing as like the old Battlefront games. Um. But I, I don't know. I enjoy it. Um, I I enjoy the classes, the different classes and stuff. But I I there is I, one I can't do. I I suck as the Jedi's or the Sith. Like I don't know what it is. The only one I can seem to play as is uh, Emperor Palpatine, which is totally oh, bizarre. Okay. But yeah, no, I I actually have an easier time with. Uh, with Han Solo or Chewbacca. Those are like my two favorite heroes to play as. It's been a while. I'm about to watch that again. Yeah. Uh, you I'll you play should it play it. If, if you haven't played it in like a year, uh, it, it's worth playing. And it's on Game Pass. That That's what I've been doing. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just fun to hop on and kill some time. That and you don't necessarily have to play just the multiplayer. They've got those... Uh, it, it's basically a multiplayer match, but I think they call it mission mode or whatever. And yeah. you're with three other people, and it, it's like playing just a conquest on original Battlefront 2. Yeah, I remember that. Cause, okay, yeah. yeah. It's not too bad. It's pretty fun. Um, Then uh, played some Warzone, actually. Uh, they have that mode on there with the small island. That that one's kind of fun. Uh, I was having a shit time with it this week, though. Um, when it first came out, I was I was doing pretty decent. We were getting like uh, top five consistently, um, and we got a few wins. But 
man, I'll tell you what, recently it's like I can't I can't get below like top eight. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Just I probably people they... just getting better and stuff, so there's that. The hacking is still pretty bad. And then yeah. um, a couple of the guns that they said that they nerfed um, are still pretty up there. Um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't be shocked that. if they're still messing with you. And um, the other thing that I, I, I really don't like is people from Cold War, uh, they can use their Cold War guns in uh, Warzone. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. If someone's got like a RC car or something – or they've got a better gun that that's in war, uh, Cold War. They can use it against you, and that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I got hit by the RC car once. Yeah, yeah, that was that pissed me off. But I was like, whatever. That's that's a thing they have. And ever since that one time, I haven't come across it again. Yeah, it's it's a little ridiculous, but I don't know. If you haven't tried out that uh, mode on the smaller map, it, it's a lot of fun. It, the the matches are so much more quick. Like you're looking at five to ten minutes a match. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely not that bad at all. Yeah. I've already won one match on there, so. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But hella yeah. quick. Yeah, that that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. Cool. So rounding things out, I guess. Then yeah, I played some Warzone as well. It's it's kind of my fallback game when. Um, you know, it's like, okay, easy enough to get into and be pissed off about, I suppose, but it's there. It's Warzone. Um, yeah, that first place win on, uh, Rebirth Island in the, um, in the mini Royale mode. Um, and then just standard Warzone stuff, I guess. I haven't really been partying up with anybody, any friends of mine. I've just been playing, uh, specifically, um, just randoms with other people and actually came across a couple of good sets of, uh, people playing Battle Royale quads and actually had a pretty good time. So that was nice. fun. Actually trying to find people who weren't complete assholes or, you know, kids screaming in the background from their side, of course, or um, people blasting music through it was actually enjoyable there. Uh, outside of that one, uh, Titanfall 2, uh, I am actually pushing ahead in the story now. I did not play the story originally in Titanfall 2. Yay! I put a lot of emphasis into multiplayer. It is. Um, so that I'm pushing mistake. through in the story. The, I know. Yeah, it was a mistake. Yeah, I just it, it was the multiplayer big was the thing for me because I was playing with a bunch of other people at the same time and I was like, okay, wow. that's fine. So it was just, you know, putting a lot of focus onto that. Uh but I really am liking the story. I think um BT's wit is a little dry. I think, you know, of course he's it's like it's like, okay, they tried to give the AI some personality here, you know. Um they gave the Titan a little bit of oomph here. It's like, all right, that's that's kinda cool. And then there are a couple of things that it's you know, the delivery is kinda eh. But I, I'm only a I, I'm not terribly far in, so uh, maybe it gets better as it goes on. You guys would definitely know better than I would. But uh oh, besides that, uh, I'm Good. Well, that's going to make things a little nicer. Uh, besides that, I did finally start Sea of Thieves um, over the course of the Christmas holiday and have since been playing that as well. Um, I can't believe I did not play this game when it came out. I feel really shitty for not having started it back when it came out. This game is fun. Uh, did fun. I not come up? Try amazing. It's yeah, it, it really when you're playing with that's other great. people. Absolutely. Um, 
couple different things. Of course, it seems that the uh, Kraken, the Kraken has not yet appeared for me. Um, so far, what it's been has just been a couple different instances of the Megalodon. I've heard that there's different types of Megalodon that are out there, so I've come across a couple. I just can't tell you if they're the same or different. Um, have taken place in, you know, a couple of the different um, kind of in-game event things that were happening. You know, like if an island has one of those giant red lightning tornadoes over the top of it, trying to take those guys down. And, of course, uh, trolling people. As, you know, we got these boats coming up by, like we came across one set of guys who uh, um, had parked their boat. They were doing a mission on an island that we needed to be doing a mission on. So we pulled up alongside their boat and just absolutely decimated it while they were still on the island. I think they were like right in the middle <laughs> of the island as we just unloaded onto their boat as it was uh, as it was anchored. <laughs> and uh, so they came back with their boat sunk, um, you know, and we had invaded the island and, and uh, had taken their asses down. That's but funny. yeah, that was that was fun to actually play the the true piracy side of it. Then, um, yeah, that'll be one to play. And then, of course, because I didn't realize it was there, is Banjo Tui, and uh, that I I remember more of Banjo Kazooie than I do Tui. So I'm kind of rediscovering a lot of things that I missed, and it's it's definitely nice to jump into that game. But it's a surprise to see how much they could improve on the graphics on the N64 going from the first Banjo-Kazooie game to the second one. It was just interesting to see enough graphical improvement. Um, on top of it, if you guys play that one at all, uh, it's surprising, you know, to see that Jet there's Jet Force Gemini posters up in Bottles Kids' room, uh, like in their bedrooms in the game itself. Like, I walked in there and... You know, you all, you see all the stuff that was replaced that said Nintendo that says Microsoft now instead. But it, I know Jet Force Gemini is, is still a rare title and it's still something available, I think, through Rare Replay. It was just funny to walk in and see those posters up and not, you know, and, and kind of think on it for a minute wondering why Microsoft didn't change these either. It's just, it, it could have been, you know, I was just like, it's like, why is that not a Master Chief poster or something? You know, why is Cortana not over on this one instead? It's just, you know kind of forgetting about the rare replay stuff there, at least at that point in time. Uh, but it's awesome, you know, kind of reliving that instead of just Banjo-Kazooie. And uh, one neat thing... I need to play that one, too. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, there, there's bits of it that are coming back, but it's not one that I remember immediately. I think I've put more time into Banjo-Kazooie on repeats than I did Banjo-Tooie. Uh, one neat thing, though, I can tell you guys is um, something I discovered over our holiday break... Um, and it even leads into part of Banjo-Tooie here as well, is Xbox's quick resume feature still continues to work um, even if you pull the power on the console. Um, you know, Whoa. I mean, I know it's all, it's all, it, yeah, it's, you know, it's not in volatile memory. It's on the solid state, I guess, is where the quick resume stuff is saved. But um, for the past uh, month or so before uh, the Christmas holiday was really done, uh, my Xbox Series X had been down here next to my computer and uh, just so I could try some stuff out on my uh, PC gaming monitor. So I just recently moved it upstairs and I had, uh, what was it played before then? Jedi Fallen Order. So I went and hooked it back up upstairs and sure enough, Jedi Fallen Order launched right back up, right where I was. It didn't have to start the game over from, you know, the the main menu. It didn't have to do anything like that. It was right there. Um. So that was cool to see that losing power means that you don't lose your quick resume functionality. 
Um, on top of it, though, is that that also extends to Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. That quick resume actually works for Xbox 360, uh, at least these couple Xbox 360 um, titles. You know, that was a bit of a surprise since that's still technically emulation. But it was just like, oh, you mean I can just quick resume Banjo-Kazooie? So that was that was just a neat yeah yeah it was just it was a neat little thing to actually see that that could happen. So you know if your kid accidentally flips the switch on the um, on the power strip and takes down the Xbox, it's like you may as long as you're playing a story game, you may not really lose your space or lose where you're at um, if quick resume deals with uh, unexpected power losses because you know for me it's always been exiting out of uh, of uh, or turning off the xbox normally by holding down the xbox button going to turn off console and doing that um that that's that's about as far as it is no i haven't tested it with any abrupt power loss but it's a neat little feature that just we already knew was kind of there but to actually really see it happening and working as well as it does makes me feel really good that I, you know, went and bought this console. So neat little tidbit there for you, uh, PlayStation fans over there. I think Preston fell asleep. Maybe. No, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Preston's awake, I think that was it for us in video games this uh, week or even these last few weeks. Right, guys? Yeah, it's like four. Yeah, God. It's been a while since we've actually done one of these episodes. If we were going four weeks, I guess I I did play Yakuza like a dragon. No, no, you had your chance to play Yakuza. Yeah, I played River City Girls. Damn it. Oh, that game's good too. (laughs) That game is funny. It's weird. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. What else did you you play? I know you're not into the JRPGs, (laughs) Preston, but uh, Yakuza like a dragon, that, that game is something special. Uh, of course, I like Yakuza stuff. Like all the other Yakuza games, there's like fucking extensive tutorials for everything, like right, right. at the beginning of the game. Um, but after you get past that, which it it does kind of suck because it's like almost four hours is what it seemed like. But uh, once you get past that, the story just opens up and it gets freaking ridiculous. <laughs> You need to start playing some other Yakuza's because that's all of them, man. They're so fucking good at that. Yeah, I, I judging by this one, like one of the things that that happened right away, and it was so funny. It, it's when uh, you first become a hero because one night, okay, so you're you're homeless at, at the at this one point. You're you're basically homeless, um, and you and this bum go and uh, start a fight with a rival like big gang. And he, um, the main character ends up, uh, basically saying like, oh, I thought you guys were hot shit. You know, you're not a big gang stealing power or whatever. And then finally they stop or whatever. So you end up there and you, he gives the whole rundown of how he feels about the world. And like, he talks about the dragon quest stuff early on, but then he really goes into detail and about how he wants to make life about leveling up and and stuff. And the very next day, you're walking down the street and there's just this bat stuck in the, like, fresh concrete. And one of your party <laughs> members goes up and he's like, oh, man, this is tough. Here, you come and try it. And the other party member goes up. And he's like, 
Well, that's weird. Why would someone put a put a bat in to the ground like this? That's dumb. And you walk up and you're like, oh, I can do this. And you pull it out and it, no joke, it's like seriously a Highlander moment. You like raise it above your head and lightning shoots out. <laughs> and, and it's a fucking wow. bat with barbed wire wrapped around it. And you just pulled it out of the dirt is basically what happened. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> But but it's he, like, all the hero's head, perception of, of yeah. you know I I see I see myself becoming a hero so all of a sudden this this bat is like friggin' Excalibur or something. It's really funny. Yeah, you need to check wow. it out. Uh, it, it's great. Sorry, Sherm, we had well, one more. <laughs> now you can close us. <laughs> it's been a long few weeks, hasn't it, guys? Okay, calm down. You're getting excited. I'm not excited, okay? You are. I'm also, I'm like you. I'm very tired. I know. You're just dying to go check out some Dante Inferno penis. I know, man. As soon as we're done, you can go You can go satiate your appetite. Which one will be your favorite, Sherm? <laughs> Which one's your favorite? <laughs> Sherm, don't ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how long I could actually put dead air up there before you, uh, you know, finally I'll just keep talking about penises. Like, response. if that's what you want, I don't care. I can talk about them all day. Well, with that uh, interesting tidbit about Preston said, uh, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this week's What Are You Playing? Don't forget to check us out on anchor.fm slash the-npcs-podcast. That is the home of our podcast. All the platforms we are supported on are linked there. So please make sure if you're not following our podcast that you are getting it from the platform of your choice we're also on social media on facebook and twitter at the npcs podcast make sure to follow us on those we're also on youtube at the npcs podcast you can get those links on our anchor.fm page friday nights 8 p.m mountain time you know it we know it kyle and i do the weekly video game news roundup where we talk about that week's video game news provide our commentary on it look to your commentary on it and carry on of course with all the other chaos through the week as we meet back up to do more podcasting so thank you so much everybody for tuning in we will catch you all in the next episode penis bye god damn it preston <laughs> <laughs>